Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. So, Stella, what makes teenagers so difficult in a time so unhappy? Is it down to science? Well, yeah, there's, there's quite a few factors, in fairness to teenagers, that, that do make them difficult. For starters, they're working with, with kind of half a deck compared to what we're working with, with in terms of, our, of their brain development. And so when you actually look at the development of a teenage brain, you kind of realise, oh my God, this is an unmade site, this is a half a construction site, and their their ability to assess risk, their ability to process emotions, to handle distress, is really limited, and it's growing, and by the time they're in their 20s, it'll be a good deal better, and the brain will have fully developed by their kind of early mid-20s. Until then, it's not fair of us adults to ask of them, although they look very sophisticated, although they speak very well, they're like an unmade cake you look in in the oven it looks gorgeous you take it out and you look inside and unmade kind of ingredients it's a mush of ingredients once you cut into it that's what it's like when you look at the the, the teenager they look so well and yet it's a little bit deceptive but it's 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 not only the brain science and it's not only the massive influx of hormones which is very derailing for a lot of people and the huge growth in their body all of that is going on and as well as that there's an added couple of elements that are happening in the last couple of decades for example never before has childhood been so magical so lovely, you know, Harry Potter and Legoland and all these kind of amazing kind of messages being sent to children that the good guy will always win. If you wish upon a star, everything will get better. Don't worry if you're good, you know, you'll be okay. And then they land with a bang into reality in and around when they're in first year and they realise, oh my God, the good guy doesn't always win. Sometimes the bullies are good looking and popular and life is horribly unfair and they have been taught this kind of really bad lie and it's got a lot worse in the last couple of decades we're really selling children this idea Mm. and their disappointment with the reality of life is hitting a lot harder because they've been sold such a fakery effectively and on top of that they're asked to be very complex in their communications because of the online side so they're dealing with a lot all right, let, let, uh, I've got to take a short commercial break in a second, but before I do that, then we'll come back to you and continue on our chat with you this morning because we're a little bit later coming to you than we anticipated. Issues like anxiety, body confidence, and obsession with technology are circulating in teams at the moment. You've kind of touched on them. Uh, why is that, and, and where do these issues stem from? Yeah, yeah, will I talk about them now or after your break? No, talk about them now and then I'll take the break, yeah? Sorry sure, yeah, well, where do I start? I think the fact that they are so unsure of themselves is leading to anxiety. And the reason why they're so unsure of themselves is that very complex things are happening very quickly. So at 10, they're, they're given this very childlike existence. It's all fairy tales, very sweet. And then by 12, they might be subject to a pylon from their classmates. And they're like, oh my God, I thought, I thought, I thought all I had to do was be nice and smile and polite. And they're realizing that there's a huge dark side to humanity and they're introduced to it so fast online that it, it would make your head spin. And in the book, I recount one child who, you know, who found out about Santa when she was when she got drunk for the first time in first year. So it was a combination of being very childlike and very way out of her depth, way out of her depth. This is happening 
at a faster rate than it ever happened before. We used to have kind of easier childhoods. It wasn't such so magical. Yeah. But then we weren't landed into this reality so fast. Yeah. And I think the complexity of online life is way beyond an awful lot of kids who are really oh. dealing with six classes, a particular horror show right. for online pylons and stuff. Are boys or girls suffering more as teens? So what's the response to that question, Stella? <laughs> it's a typical flaky therapist response. <laughs> On the one hand, you could say this, that girls suffer more because they seem very anxious and they come to therapy in their droves and they, that I, I meet them an awful lot and they are in terrible states and there's a lot of pressure on them to be very good looking to be very slim a lot of very complex kind of communication is happening and a lot of them feel very out of their depth on the other hand when you look at the boys they're not coming to therapy because often they're not verbally that's that's not where their distress lies they kind of tend to isolate they go into their bedrooms they're not even willing to try and trust the therapeutic process. So when they actually do come in, they're they're actually in much deeper trouble. They've gone a lot longer on their own. They've become upset for a lot longer. So yeah, typical therapist. You you, you couldn't say which is. It seems very different. As a generalisation, they seem to get upset in very different ways. And when you look at the rates of you know different kind of manifestations of distress. You'd have to say, God, it's it's across the board. I don't think I'd have it easy. Well, I have a question for you now. My teenager is 18, in leaving search, says they drink to get confidence and it's the best feeling ever because you feel so much not good enough in school all the time. He was bullied in first year and it wasn't dealt with at the time and it ruined his school years. There are zero well-being strategies being practised according to this listener who has given me their name and uh, their details. Um, what's your response? Yeah. Well, I go into things like that in my book around, like, you try and figure out, if your child is acting out, you try and figure out what is driving it. So that teenager has shown and told the parent they drink to get confidence. So confidence is the issue. So somebody else might vape or drink for another reason, and you, you, you go to that. So with this child, it's quite clear. The kid knows what's happened, knows what's upsetting them. And in fairness to that kid, an awful lot of teenagers are saying they feel really insecure in school. It feels very competitive. It feels very dog-eat-dog. It, it doesn't feel like the friendly environment that it would have been in primary school. And so, you know, because they're 18, I've been inclined to think, help them on their way. School mightn't be the environment for them. Maybe they don't have yeah. to go in every day. And I know some people wouldn't agree with that, but maybe you do have to acknowledge that school just doesn't suit some children. And this idea that we'll constantly push that round peg into the, into the square hole, they can get there. They can still get their exams. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the, arguably, they're probably coming up to the leave insert. If that's the case, the school is the problem, and honestly, they've only a few weeks in. So showing them some compassion and flexibility would be where I would go with that. Case. Yeah, and I'm sure this mother's uh, experience of her particular school or her son's particular school hasn't been a good one. But to, be, to counteract that, I have had many parents who've talked about well-being within the schools that they've been in. Yeah. Unfortunately for this mum, it's been the opposite. But in some cases, I've heard the opposite to that, saying that they they saw wonderful well-being initiatives in schools. So there you go. It's uh, it's obviously, it's not a constant. None of it is simple. None of it is simple. As a psychotherapist, Stella, I'm told that you don't look at fixing the problem, you look at allowing teens to work it out for themselves. So what tools do you use to, to do this? 
birth strategies do I use? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's very important that the teenager doesn't come to therapy and says, go on then, fix it. Because there's no point in me fixing it. It just it just makes them feel like another adult is kind of giving them instructions. So what I need to do as a therapist or anybody who's trying to help a teenager is teach them self-awareness. So you might point out, God, you often end up talking about lack of confidence. I wonder if we should do something around that. I wonder, is it behavioural? I wonder what makes you feel better. Is it talking? Is it reading? Is it going for a run or a walk? So you're trying to teach the kid over the long term some self-awareness strategies because you and I know we're probably old enough to know I need my sleep. I need good food. If I don't get out for my walk, I'll feel frazzled. Not only that, I need to have good people to talk with. And if I don't, I get, end up feeling lonely and disappointed. So when the more you're aware of what you need to keep on the even keel, and the sooner you're aware of it, the better. So yeah. parents can really help. They're the world expert on their child. They can really help the child build self-awareness. And that's what therapy effectively does. Oh, yeah. build with some strategies. There might be some strategies like the stepladder approach where you, you know, agree on what's the what's the goal and then you just agree on what would be the actual rungs on the ladder to meet that goal. Maybe going back to school because they're avoiding school. Yeah. And maybe the first the first strategy might be just to get into your uniform every morning. Even though you're not going to school, follow the school timetable every morning and don't sit in the couch in your PJs slobbing out watching TikTok. Alright. <laughs> Not everyone's going to be able to come to you as a psychotherapist, but they can pick up the book. So you've given us a lot of information today. So I, I let you remind where people can get the book and the title of the book again, please. Thank you. It's in all good bookshops, as they say, and it's called What Your Teen Is Trying To Tell You. And it's online as well, of course, on the, you know, Amazon, etc. And the idea is to help parents help their teenagers. And the most important bit of advice you give, if there was one piece of advice you could only give today, what would it be? It would be lean in. You're the world expert on your child. You probably know more than anybody else and you're probably willing to make more effort than anybody else. And don't let other people derail you when you've got your own gut instinct about what's going on. You're probably very close to being correct. Thanks, Stella. That's great advice to round off today's edition of the programme. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.